welcome to the Channel 4's Evening News, where we bring you breaking news to help you live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. I'm Ron Burgundy, and as always, I'm joined by none other than Brick Tamlin. Brick? I love lamp. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Stay Paid, everybody. This is our Halloween special, so our content theme thought it would be funny to dress us up as your favorite local anchorman. And with this being our Halloween special, we're also going to be going over some extra spooky, scary sales stories, if I can keep this mustache and on. And speaking of uh, scary sales stories, did you uh, get that outfit at the toilet store? Do you know who I am? Who are kind you? Kind of a big deal. <laughs> People know me. I'm very important. No, but guys, this is our Halloween special. If you're listening to this on Monday on Stay Paid, make sure to check out the video. Make sure that this is worth it. Luke and I are dressed up as Ron Burgundy. I spent a lot of money on this outfit. <laughs> but we got our Halloween decorations set up. I'm not sure this is a revenue generating activity. <laughs> and all my people back there are laughing. We have they a good know audience. What we mean. But we do. We have some. Uh, Dude, uh, your mustache is killing me right now. It's dying. I need it's some like more tape. Popping off halfway. We spent good money on these outfits. I need some more tape. For nothing less, we're going to review these outfits at the end of this podcast. So, Luke, I know that you have, or Brick, I should call yes, you Yes, Brick. I know Brick. that you have some uh, scary sales <laughs> stories. I do. To share with the audience here on Halloween. I do. This one, for all the children listening to this, I would ask you to cover your ears at this point. Because it gets a little bit more than PG. One time when I was on the phone, and this is a true story, and I called this lady, and as I'm talking to her, she answers, and as I'm talking to her, I hear in the background water running. And so I'm talking to her and everything like that, and you know how you can tell when someone's like in the restroom, and they, it's kind of echoey? So I'm talking to this lady and you know, trying to obviously close the deal, and I said, oh, what is that? Is it like, you know, is that water in the background? Is it raining there? She goes, oh, yeah, I actually, um, that's water. I just got out of the shower and I'm naked. <laughs> I was a little taken back, but I asked for the clothes. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what ended up on that phone call. Ask for the clothes? That's clo a true story. The clothes or the clothes? The, the, cl the clothes. The wordplay. The clothes. Yes. I just like banging these papers. It makes me feel more important. <laughs> Yes, if you do hear the banging on, if you're listening second, to the audio, my second sales story that's scary was not me. I'm not going to mention any names because if word got out, it'd be a little embarrassing. But here's my tip to all you salespeople out there listening to this: when you're calling people, make sure that when the voicemail comes on, you hang up before you start saying something, because <laughs> you can get yourself in really, really big trouble if you don't oh hang up the phone when you're calling people and you don't realize that it's recording. So we had a caller calling somebody and you know in the lighthearted fun that you have as a sales caller you tend to sometimes make fun of the people that you're calling. We never do that to our clients but sometimes just to keep yourself motivation you talk yourself up oh this person is no good they wouldn't have answered anyways. Bad practice. They didn't realize that they did not hang up the phone and they said some pretty outrageous things. And I think what was so funny about it is they realized all of a sudden at the end of their whole rant about this person that they had just called, they realized that it was still recording. So not only did they have to deal, because this person called back in, and it was a pretty escalated call. 
not only did they have to deal with the embarrassment of leaving that voicemail on someone's phone, but they had to come and tell their manager what they had just done. <laughs> and that's a very embarrassing thing to do. So, big sales tip to all of you people out there. If you're going to say something about the client in lighthearted fun to give yourself motivation, make sure that you hang up the phone. That's a true story. Double check. Yes, double check. Because they made fun of this person and it was not a pretty, pretty call at all. After this podcast, our clients are going to be like, wait a second. Look, look, uh, everyone listening to this is in sales. Everyone has those days. Everyone has those moments. And it's certainly something that we we control. But every once in a while, something happens. And that's where these kind of scary sales stories or these embarrassing sales stories come from. And we actually have some special guests to bring on the podcast today. We are recording live on our sales floor, and we are going to be bringing on some of our own sales callers. Okay, but I gotta tell one more story (laughs) before we do that. This is is pretty breaking, this story right here. I didn't plan this story, but I'm gonna tell it anyways because it's pretty good. So we call people a lot, and you guys know that on the podcast we tell you you have to be persistent, so you have to call people a lot of times. So we had called this person, I guess, one too many times. So they got a little upset, and they hung up. Well, in the tenacity of the caller, they decided to call them back. And um, that was the wrong decision. So, guys, <laughs> at a certain point, you got to realize when you've lost the game. But they decided to call the caller back. And the funniest thing, because, you know, we, we listen back to the call, <laughs> the funniest thing about it was when the person actually picked up again. So they didn't let it go to voicemail. They picked up again. And all you hear on the other end of the phone, I'm serious, it's like Darth Vader. <sighs> You guys think I'm exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. It was literally breathing. And then our caller basically, I'm going to bleep out the names, but it was like, you know, bleep. I'm just trying to help you. I just want to talk to you. Bleep. I just want to. And then all of a sudden, the person on the other end of the phone literally exploded. Meaning, I'm going to call the federal government on you. You're insane. You should belong in a bunch of crazy places. But the funniest part about that horror story was one, was I can't believe the person after the amount of times we called them. So no, no, obviously to you know the reps. We want to be persistent, but we don't want to be harassing. But the amount of times we called him, and then he hung up on us, and then we called him right back, and he picked up. That was the funniest <laughs> thing about it. He picked up, and then when we talked to him, he just breathed. <sighs> my papers are going everywhere for my breath. <sighs> and then he lost it. So anyways, go ahead with where you were going with that, Ron. Did I tell you Thank you have beautiful you. hair, by the way? Thank you. I, I, uh, I'm kind of a big deal. I've never seen Ron slash Josh with hair. So this is a new one for me. This is the first time I've see, uh, seen myself with hair since the ninth grade. I shaved my head in the ninth grade, and then at some point, I used to shave... Your blue eyes are mesmerizing. I shaved my head for though. style for a while, and then I tried to grow my hair out, and I went to the, I went to the hairdresser or barber, whatever you call them. I don't go that often, so I don't really know what they're called. But she goes, you know, you're going bald right up here. I said, all right, just shave the whole thing no back way. off. Never grew hair back again. <laughs> so if everyone could please give us great welcome, Reminder Media, Anchorman, Channel 4 welcome to Amanda Lonnie. She's coming on our podcast to share one of her Woo! scary sales stories. <laughs> Amanda is dressed up as a beautiful candy corn witch. Yeah, there we go. Well, hello. Hi. I love lamps also. How are you doing, Amanda? <laughs> Um, so, let me paint a picture. The year was 2016. It was a Friday, December 30th. 
um, two days before New Year's, and I've been talking to an agent that week. She wanted to do the New Year's mailer, was super excited. I actually caught her while she was sitting on the plane um, in her seat, delayed at her gate, ready to take off to fly to Europe. Um, we had, I don't know, it was like eight minutes, I guess. We talked for about eight minutes. She, um, she gave me a chance. We activated her account. I got her off the phone. Flight took off. Um, and I ended up hearing from her that she had left her wallet on the plane. When she got to the hotel, she had nothing on her passport, ID. Everything was gone. So not only is she in Europe, it's New Year's, and she has nothing on her. So she dealt with that whole disaster just to give me a shot. So needless to say, we had everything ready by the time she got back. And, and um, what she wanted to do was use them for open houses. So she, um, she was actually handing the magazine out once it was delivered at open houses and um, handing them out to, to people that were stopping by. And a couple left their keys on the island in the kitchen. Um, she called them a few hours later, said, hey, it's the agent with the magazine. These folks ended up giving her um, an opportunity, um, hiring her, and it turned into a $1.4 million deal. So she's that with us, her amazing. New Year's mailers, her favorite. She's still a client of ours. But So how did she get her wallet back? Well, I mean, imagine she had to go through all these customs, U.S. Embassy. She had to, like, obviously file all this paperwork, and it was a headache. And it was just supposed to be a nice show. It's obviously the slow season, right? Like, we, we, we obviously don't do much during the holiday season. In right into New Year's. It's so the really moral like, of the story is don't try leave your wallet. <laughs> leave your wallet. Memorize your credit card number. Yes. <laughs> Just like that. It sounds like a horror story, but it's really an amazing, amazing story. It's amazing. I don't know what to do with you. I know. Josh just keeps laughing when he looks at me. I can't keep the mustache on my I laugh. sent a picture to my wife. She didn't even respond. <laughs> Well, thank you, Amanda, for that story. That was thank you for sharing that. Thanks, that was truly, guys. Truly, truly horrifying. Horrifying. Leaving your wallet on a plane. Take care, guys. Next up, who do we have next, Veronica? Al. We have Al Busetta. Everybody, give Al a hand. Also known as Sally B. He is wearing a uh, turkey costume. It's a very long. How are you sitting in a chair with that turkey? I never costume, thought I would Al. say Al looks delectable. But I am a cooked turkey today. It looks very delicious. Texture-wise, color-wise. <laughs> so, all right, great. Al, tell, tell us your horror story. Well, it was probably late summer of last year. I was really... It's very important that you get the time right. Absolutely. Was it late summer? Yeah, because we got to okay. talk about the market, the strategy, you know, okay, that yes. stuff. But that being said, I call this one guy, do the whole process, the pitch, loves it, really engaged, very interested, but for some reason, it's just bad timing. Couldn't seal the deal. I was pretty upset. So he asked me to call his friend. Really good friend of his, as he described. I tried this guy 10, maybe 12 times on the phone. A couple weeks go by, I actually give up on the dude. And uh, he calls me back out of the blue one day. And I really, really wanted to get this deal. And so I went through the entire process. We How were you feeling strategy. at that moment? Very, very tense. Tense. Unfortunately. It now, had been a long journey at that time, hadn't it? Absolutely. But I kept name-dropping the guy who had referred him over, and towards the end of the call, he said, Hey, man, I don't know if they're playing some sort of sick joke on you over there, but I hate that guy. <laughs> he stole my wife and my book of business. Needless to say, the phone call ended right there, and I really hope he got his book of business back. No, wait, wait, what did you say to him? He said he stole my wife? Yes, and his book of business. And his book of business. I tried to save the deal by saying, well, hey... You know, you got to start your book of business fresh from somewhere, right? 
And then he said something about his wife not coming back, so I hung up the call after that. <laughs> no more no more repeat transactions there. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. That truly is a horror story. Truly horrifying. <laughs> Terrifying. I'm shaking. Breaking news from Al. <laughs> Al, thank you for your story. Al, thank I'm you. I'm in a turkey costume. I will have many nightmares this evening. For days to come. You have to have some type of viciousness in you to refer our caller to the person you took someone's wife from. That's <laughs> pretty, pretty crazy. I don't know how that happens. Yeah, how does that even happen? I mean, the sales caller calls you and you tell him to call the person you stole the person's wife from. Whew! All right, next up on the show, we have Seth Orovec. These are all true stories, by the way, people. Stories. We're not making true these up. These have happened to us. Here at Reminder Media. Seth, welcome. Seth, what, what how are you, are you dressed doing? as today? To be honest, I don't really know. This is a Reminder Media heirloom costume. It was passed <laughs> down from Todd Saracola. You guys have got to go to our Facebook to page. Like a to see there, there is a head, but oh. I was told with the microphone. Okay. No you head. be able to. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I can't it kind of has a like guess. a McDonald's like burger man. Like, what's who's that? Oh, it's it's yeah. from a TV show, The League, which I don't watch, so oh, I don't know okay. what it is. So I was going to say the maybe someone Monster, could comment the, na- the name of the blue, costume. It? It's a purple and green furry outfit, almost like a reverse Dr. Seuss kind of thing going mm-hmm. on here. Yes. yes. All right, what All is right, your so horror story? I'm taking over for Ron. <laughs> so I have a pretty spooky one for any salesperson. I was coming in on a Monday. I had spoken to a woman the week before. She was all in. She had her credit card ready for me Monday morning, 9.30, a Dunyon. So I was pretty excited to start the week off with a free deal. And I gave her a call, and she answered the phone pretty frantically, and she said, Seth, I got a goat in labor. I can't even think about real estate right now. And she ran away, and I never talked to her again. And Was that a goat? A goat. A goat. A goat. The- okay. And can, can you do that accent one more time? No, I cannot. <laughs> but... I'm sure Brick can attest. I can pretty much overcome any objection, but we're in Philadelphia. I haven't seen a goat in 10 years, so I had nothing for her. Lost her. That's awesome. A goat in labor. You do have to have some familiarity with uh, the uh, goats to be able to overcome something. I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania, so I do, but it's it's been a bit. It's been a little while. All right. Thank you, Seth, for your hard story. thank you. And the accent. I loved it. Southern accent. You guys, I have breaking news. Breaking Breaking news. news, yeah. Breaking news from Veronica Corningstone. Here I am. Yes, that's me. Um, I just found out that we have real life breaking news stories happening from our clients, and they're all horror stories. And they called in and they want to tell them. And we have people from our marketing services team here, ready to go and spill the beans. All right, that spill sounds the beans. terrifying. Who Shall is we? first? Who's first? first we, have we have Amber. 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 Mm-hmm. Amber Thomas. Amber, Please welcome join to us. the set. Amber is dressed as a very lovely witch. All right, guys. Very lovely witch. Got the dark so I have breaking on. news horror story for you. Lisa from Virginia just called in. She, oh, she called in. She was doing um, a carpool last night with her son and his friend Jackson, who's on the same soccer team as him. They pull up to the house, turn onto the street, chills immediately down her spine, and she slams on her brakes, comes to a complete stop. She looks over. There's a for sale sign. <gasps> Great Odin's Raven. For sale sign on the lawn. Another agent in her office has listed this home with Jackson's parents. No. She shivers down her spine. She can't even breathe. Do they trust her? I would say no. Or do they think she's a good agent? Does she love land? Doesn't Lance? sound like it. I don't know. She is terrified and she needs our advice. <laughs> what is the solution, Amber? I would say that 
probably they don't know that she's an agent. How could they list with somebody else if they're mm. her friends mm. and they don't know Very that true. she's an agent? Very true. I don't think she's staying top of mind. So I asked her. I asked her, what's she doing? She mails out postcards. I said, that's a great start. Definitely farm the area. But I definitely think she really needs to stay in front of her friends and family. That is a little more. Excellent advice. Excellent advice, Amber. Thank you very much for sharing that story. Amber, well done. Breaking news directly from our clients. Up next, I believe we have... Uh, let me uh, check my notes Go to your here. teleprompter, Go Ron. Teleprompter. What's on the teleprompter? Lauren Tedesco is joining Lauren us. Lauren Tedesco. Who is dressed I up just like, like repeating everything that or, Ron said. Or tiger ears. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi, Lauren. Okay, so I, I have a crazy story for you guys. Uh, my you client, uh, I will, I will. So my client, Mary, um, she's a buyer's agent. And she just called in to tell me that her buyers fell in love with this amazing home. But... There's a problem. I mean, the home is fifty thousand dollars overpriced. Uh, so my my buy her my buyer's agent and the buyers they, they tried offering ten thousand dollars over what the home was worth. They tried covering the closing costs, but the sellers they're they're not budging. Those crazy sellers. <laughs> Great Knights of Columbus. It's like it's like what does she do? What does she do? What does she do? <sighs> we don't know. We don't know. We have no idea what she does. I'm Help done us. with the mustache. <laughs> Ron, get don't get here. rid of your mustache. Josh's costume is falling apart, ladies and gentlemen. That's Ron Burgundy. All right, tell us how that makes you feel, Lauren. So, you have an agent. She can't get her buyers the deal. No. They're trying. They want 50000 They want 50000 over what the home is worth. Oh. And so oh. she contacted the, the, the listing agent, right? And the listing agent completely agrees with the buyer's agent. Um, she completely agrees that the home is $50,000 over, and she's been trying everything she possibly can to get the sellers to lower their price. But the sellers have lived in that home since for They're about 50 years. emotionally connected. Well, that to be fair, this is something that your brother exercises. He faces all the time. Here's the advice I would give. If you can take me serious in my glasses, I can my, take you serious. My matted hair. <laughs> the advice I would give is that all you can do at this moment is be very direct with people. So the problem that you face as an agent is when you uh, get into a situation like this, you're torn because you don't want to say anything too offensive that makes you lose the client or lose the deal. And you don't want to be, or you want to be direct to help you get that price down. So every agent feels the pain. And we've all been, no matter who you are in sales, you all face situations like this. It's like you want to keep the client happy or you want to not lose the deal, I should say. And you also want to somehow get the price you want or get them to be rational. What you have to commit to is you have to commit to not being lukewarm. Meaning like what happens to people is they play right in that middle game. They play in that lukewarm game. They neither go hot nor they go cold, they go lukewarm. You need to commit to going all in and being super direct with them and tell them like it is. The truth is your home is overpriced. I know you love it and you love it because of the memories you've made in the house. You have an emotional connection to the house. So the value of that house goes up because of the emotions and the memories. There's nothing more valuable than memories. That's what life is all about is is your relationship with people. But the reality is, is that value that you're placing on the home it's not translating to the buyer. The reason why is they don't have those memories in the house. They're just seeing it for what it is, it's a home. And I know you might not like that answer and you might not want to accept that answer, but I want to be real with you because if you don't accept this price or if you don't accept our offer, that's fine and that's okay. But the truth is you're not gonna get an offer with $50,000 over asking. It's just not logical. And what will happen to you is it will sit on the market 
And then every time a home sits on the market, everybody understands this who's ever bought a home. When you're buying a home and you look at homes on Zillow or, or Trulia, Craigslist, those type of things, the thing you look at almost right away after you've been doing it a couple of weeks is you look at the time on the market. Because if it's more than a, you know, whatever the market hotness is, so for us, it's a really hot market right now. So if it's more than, you know, five to 10 days on the market, you're thinking to yourself, what's wrong with that home? And once you get into that pickle, you can barely ever recover from it. Because once you leave a home on the market and you get to where people start thinking, well, what's wrong with this home? Is there something wrong with the foundation? Is there something wrong with the roof? Is there something they're not disclosing? And all of a sudden, a great home that has a ton of value now gets less and less likely to be purchased because you were tied to it from an emotion standpoint and not literally dealing with it from a logic standpoint. So for the seller agent and the buyer agent, the advice I would give you is don't shy away, be willing to lose those clients because your service to them as a real estate agent is to be real with them. What they pay you for is to be transparent and real. They're not paying for you to be likable or they're not paying for you to sugarcoat things to them. They're paying you to be real with them and you need to step out of your comfort zone be willing to lose that client. I, I know it sounds crazy, but to lose mm. that client so you can be direct with them because they'll sense that authenticity, they'll sense that directness, and you have a better chance than you will playing in that lukewarm space, neither hot or cold. Brick, that was ex- extremely deep for someone with an IQ of 46. <laughs> yes, uh, later on in my I thought it was 48. 40. I thought I had an IQ of 48. Someone would tell me later on, maybe it is 46, I can't remember. But Thank you, yes. Lauren, for Thank coming on so and sharing that story. Advice. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> All right, next that one, on the that answer sent shivers down my spine. Next on the podcast, we have Kate Burke. Kate, welcome, Kate. Yay. Kate is also dressed as a cat. I am also cat a cat today. I am. I was gonna wear my Jason costume, but I thought the machete would be too much for the sales floor, so <laughs> I went with kitty cat instead. Someone might see Our it. HR department might have kicked you out. Probably. So I had the scariest, most horrifying story. Ever. Now, you've heard of Do the tell. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is the Maryland Mortgage Massacre. It was crazy. So, my client, Jess, lives in... Great Fred- Scott, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Jess. She lives in Fredericks, Maryland. Now, she was representing a seller of this beautiful high-end listing. She did everything she could. She put it on the back cover of her American Lifestyle magazine. She put out email blasts. She did postcards, Do tons tell. of open houses. Just crazy amounts of marketing on this house because it was just that amazing. Now, it took her about three months to get an offer that her sellers would accept, but finally it happened. Offer put in. Sellers accept it. Great. Contracts start getting written up, mortgage is approved, everything looks good. They go to the closing table, and at the closing table, it was determined and found out that the underwriters with the mortgage lender had made a clerical error. Gasp. Well, that escalated quickly. I know. That escalated very quickly. So... Unfortunately, <laughs> careful, don't hit over our Halloween sorry, basket. Thank sorry. you. Yeah. So the buyers could not get the mortgage. They couldn't afford the house and all the work that both the buyer and the seller agents had done for nothing. All because Poof. of one like little a ghost mistake. On Halloween. Like a ghost. Poof. Right. Disappeared. I, I was it was horrible. <laughs> Tragic. <laughs> Terrible. Tragic. Really was. Terrible. I know. I don't know what I, I don't know what to Tra- do. What did they do? Tragic again. Brick, what did they do? Tragic. <laughs> Brick, do you have any advice? Oh, man. This one's a tough one, ladies and gentlemen. It's very, very tough. Look, the reality of it is, is the clerical errors, they happen in life. Again, this is a time for transparency. 
It's a time to be real with people. You have to face the mistake that was made and then you're the problem solver. You're the person that brings solutions to the table. So I don't know all the details of the deal, but no deal can't be made to happen. You just gotta put in the work. So you either go through the process again of moving the closing date and selling your people on the fact that, hey look, mistakes happen in life, but we're gonna fix it and we're gonna get the job done. I actually have an incredible um, story that popped into my mind, so remind me of this, Ron, after this, I'm gonna share it. But you have to face the detail or error, don't hide from it, don't run from it. If you made a mistake, own up to the mistake. That will bring confidence to your buyer or your seller that you're owning up to the mistake. Even though it wasn't you, it was you because it's part of your team. Even though you're not the one who did the mortgage, you know those clerical errors, they ultimately live with you because it's the relationship that you control and that's the value you bring to the table is controlling the relationship with the vendors as well as not only you know buying and selling the house but actually controlling the vendor relationships. But after you own up to the mistake, then there's nothing that a few sweat equity Knights can't help you solve, meaning you can find other properties, you can redo the deal, and you can encourage them that just because this mistake happened, it's not the end of the world. That was beautiful. Thank you. Did that help Kate? Thank you. Oh, I think that helped Jess a lot. I'll let her know. I want to tell Jess another thing. If you think your error was bad, this was a story, true story that I heard. A lady sold a man a house. This sounds like the beginning of a joke. No, this is not a joke. This is a true story. Uh, and I read it. I forget where I read it. I think I read it on Inman, Inman News. It's a competitive news site to us. I don't think that's been invented yet. This yes. is the 1970s. Okay, the 1970s. Correct. So I did not read it on Inman News, or it came to me. But I did read this story, and this lady sold an inve- or a guy out of state a house, and they closed on the house and everything like that. The guy shows up after the closing, and guess what? He said, that's not the house I bought. Oh, come on. Yeah. No, this is a true story. So you think your mortgage clerical issue is an issue? Uh. Imagine this. She sold him a house. He thought he was buying a house like it was like the house across the street or a house right beside. No, 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 no joke. You can look this up. So she, this is how good of a problem solver she was. She didn't panic. She got out out of the car and literally did her thing, problem solved, and got him the house he wanted. How that crazy is, is that? That's crazy. How That's how you crazy turn a scary story that? into yep. a successful client experience yep. right there. Yep. Thank See, you. most agents Sorry. will just give up at Sorry, that point. Bruce. Sorry, Ron. Ron, I'm a big deal here. So most agents will just give up at yes. that point. Never give up. Never give up. Your value is that in these situations is really why they pay you. That's where your value is. When you have a mortgage clerical issue, that's when you step up to the table. That's your value. That's where you go, hey, don't worry. It's a mistake. Unfortunately, mistakes happen, but I'm going to handle this mistake for you, and I'm going to take care of it in the best of way I can, and we're going to move you forward because your ultimate goal is to get a house, or your ultimate goal is to get you know, XYZ, and I want to help make that happen. When you portray that confidence and when you step up to own the mistakes and also problem solve, that's what you get paid for. So remember that. Excellent advice, Breck. And thank you, Kate, for coming on and joining us. Kate, thank you so much. I have another story that um, it's not a horror story. It's actually a pretty crazy close story that I'll share with people. This one was one of the craziest credit cards we ever got. We had a a caller who's no longer with us, but um, he was calling a lady and he ended up closing her and she was going to sign up for our program. And he asked her the credit card and she said, I actually just left the stable on my horse. So I don't have my credit card with me. And he goes, don't worry, just ride your horse back to the stable and get it. And what did she do? This is no joke. 
She turned around, she turned the horse around as she's talking to him on the phone, riding back to the stable to get her credit card. If that is not a romantic ending, that I don't know what it is. That is a romantic ending to a beautiful story. Yes. But that's the whole, the whole point of this podcast, the whole point of this week, actually, on our content team. If you're watching this live on Facebook, this will be next week. If you're listening to the podcast, this week of Halloween for Reminder Media, content theme is all about not only these, how do you take kind of a scary sales story, scary situation, a tricky situation like the one that you talked about on Inman, the, the situations that our three marketing service reps talked about here, or even the ones that we talked about on the phone. How do you then take that and turn that into a positive experience for your clients by applying those problem solving, by pro- applying those transparent, you know, if it's just a, yeah, owning up to all the jokes, mistakes. All jokes aside, the, the, yeah. the real... The real thing you have to do when you're faced with issues is you have to tell the truth and you have to own up for them. I know it that sounds super simplistic, but anything not built on truth, any foundation, anything you build, if the foundation is not built on truth, it will eventually crumble. Meaning, it might not crumble today, you might get away with it for years, but it will eventually crumble on you. So the key when you face a horror story in your company, in your sales, whatever it is, the real, real key is to do what's right. I tell my executive team all the time, when we face problems that we did not expect, whether it's misprints, things like that, our policy is we do the right thing and we do what is right and we're going to stick by that no matter what it costs us because that foundation will never do you wrong. You might not end up as rich as you might want to be because you're not scamming the system or doing whatever, but that is what truly will help you solve the horror stories because there's what matters in your business, if you're in real estate, insurance, finance, what truly matters in that business is the relationship. What you bring to the table for that business is that relationship. And there's no relationship that can exist that's not built on truth. And you have to step up and be transparent, own your mistakes, they'll love you so much more for it. And guess what, they'll refer you because they know if you make a mistake, you're gonna own up for it and you're gonna take care of it. They'll come and do repeat business with you because not only did you own up to the mistake, you problem solved, you put in the sweat equity and you ended up following up and getting the job done. Though it was delayed, though there was maybe a problem, one or two problems, but you owned up to it, and they actually will use you again and again because they can trust you. That's what brings people back. When it gets into this iBuyer platform that's happening, Ron, where everybody's buying homes online, they're saying, oh, they're gonna buy homes online, right? The reality is, is when things just become a vendor, they're gonna bounce from one thing to the next. It's all who can give the cheapest deal, it's a rate war. People will use you over and over and over again if you have a relationship with them and you're built on trust and truth and then you get the job done no matter what it takes. You own up to your mistakes and you own up to your successes. So true, Brick. You're a true renaissance man. I love lamps. So that's it, guys. Thanks for joining us today on Stay Paid. Uh, thanks for having fun with us on this Halloween episode. Hopefully you learned something about that, but you also got a couple of laughs, which is the whole the whole goal of this Please thing. go watch us Laugh on a little, Facebook. Watch learn us on a little, Stay Paid Podcast. Live a life of freedom. The <laughs> Wait, three say L's. that one more time, Ron. Learn, learn a little, laugh a little, live a life of freedom. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Please go onto iTunes, give us a five-star rating, make sure you leave a comment. You can also find our podcast in video. You have to check this one out on video. Please make this worth it for us and get us some views on YouTube. (laughs) YouTube.com slash Reminder Media. Make sure to tell someone else about the podcast today. If you liked what, uh, or if you want to get hold of me or Luke, please email us at podcast.remindermedia.com or find us on Instagram or LinkedIn. You can also find Reminder Media at Reminder Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. I am Ron Burgundy. Remember... Stay paid, San Diego. (laughs) You're supposed to outro me, and I'm Brick. (laughs) 
and I love lamps. And please, guys, do go to staypaidpodcast.com. Watch this video. You got to look at what we look like. It's hilarious. It's terrifying. It is terrifying. I think that's why my wife hasn't responded. Here's the action item for this podcast. Very, very simplistic. The mistakes that are happening to you right now, what you're overwhelmed with right now, it's not as big as you think. I've lost millions of dollars from mistakes And we've also gained millions of dollars by owning up to it and doing the right thing. So my action item to you is laugh a little, relax. You're going to get through it. The horror stories that are happening to you right now, they're not nearly as big as you think. You can talk to anybody who's been successful. They've paved the way to success with failures. So the action item is take a breath right now, relax, laugh at yourself, and then get back to work. Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. So take action on that right now. 